Diamond Dreams Miami up and in episode 44. And I doubt he's 44, Mike, because he's a pretty young guy. But happy birthday to DJ ADSR Wilbur Reyes. Best intro beat in any podcast. Yep. Happy birthday, Wilbur. Wishing you the best. You got that new baby, too. He told me, he texted me yesterday. Yeah, he's like, hey, make sure you got me on a team. He goes, life is a little crazy lady. <laughs> he's like, make sure you got me ready to go. I go, I got you ready to go. Good. And dude, he's spinning in front of some some badass houses. He's, he's, he's doing his thing, bro. <laughs> he's doing his thing. Super proud of that guy, man. Love Seeing that guy. Seeing him right in front birthday, of our eyes. Man. So yeah, episode 44, we always mention, you know, baseball players with with the number of the episodes. There's only one. This one's easy. Hank Aaron. It's only one. 44. That's it. No one else. No one else can be in that category. Remember in the um, in the Sandlot when Babe Ruth appears to Benny the Jet? And when he's leaving, he picks up a card that he has in his room. And he's like, you mind if I keep this kid? I have a, I have a feeling about <laughs> this guy. And it's Hank Aaron. That's such a great movie. Yeah. It's got to be top. Top three. Top we, three we've baseball gone over movie this. Yeah. Or, yeah. Of, or of baseball all time? Baseball movie. Baseball movie. Up there with The Godfather? Baseball movie. Baseball movie, yeah. yeah. No, The Sandlot. The Sandlot's amazing. Yeah. Such a good movie. But, you know, like, I I always kind of, like, make fun of it. Like, half jokingly with my, with my brother at the end. You know, Benny the Jet comes in and he and he steals home. And I'm like, man, Benny the Jet Rodriguez, después de tanto palo and all that <laughs> stuff, he grew up to be a pinch runner, bro. A pinch runner, man. <laughs> <laughs> the, hey, man. but he's in the bigs, right? Yeah, so he's in the bigs. And you know what? The actor that played old Benny the Jet is the brother of young Benny the Jet. Oh, wow. You only know little, that if you're in production. Fact. You only know that if you're in production, Amando. Or if you just come mucha basura and read a lot of stuff on Twitter. But <laughs> but before we continue, as always, sponsored by Diamond Dreams Miami Academy. We're here. Um, summer's wrapping up. Got to get on the team. Now's the time. Don't, don't wait any seconds longer because, you know, our instructional league's pretty much sold out. Text Mike. We got three 6U teams ready, ready to go. And then sometime over the weekend, I'll work on the 7, 8, and 9. But everyone else is pretty much good to go. So if you're still looking for a team this time in the summer, it's going to get a little tough for you as the days pass. Look, so and my, maybe, my maybe I can help you. I'm not saying I can help you because I'm under the numbers have to work. Absolutely. You know, if you got three rosters and you got 42 kids, it's not looking good. You know, and for you know, so and for those that, um, you know, can go to your page and, and look up the number. 305-219-2957, Coach Mike. Yeah, so call, text Mike, you know, he'll he'll pick up and he'll talk to you. Hopefully, hopefully you join this league because, or any other league, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an amazing fall. Yeah, it's going to be in a great fall and uh, falls, great falls lead into great springs. Absolutely. You know so hit me up. And then also Armando Alvarez, I'm a realtor. I just had a listing, beautiful listing of 127th and 66th. First day of showings last Thursday, 17 people came through. Wow. Second day, five. I had an open oh, house the cool. next day. Solid. 30 people came to the open house. Beautiful. After the open house, I didn't show I didn't want to show anymore. We already had like seven, eight offers. Um I still got probably 30 inquiries from then to they made a decision on nice. what offer to go with. So, hey, you know, if you're looking to sell your house, buy, just need some real estate advice. Hey, if you and if you want to buy that house on 127, just offer more. <laughs> yeah, it's already <laughs> under contract, but hey, you oh, never know. It could fall know. through. Yeah. But, you know, like a, like a guy called me yesterday. Somebody gave him my number. He was looking for a rental because his, uh, his landlord told him, hey, your rent's uh, up in 20 days. 
I'm upping your rent from $1,800 to $2,300. And I, and he's like, oh, voy a tener que buscar un lugar nuevo, pero estoy apurado. You know, I'm in a hurry. And I told him, wait, wait a minute. They just passed laws against this. They need to give you 60 days if they're upping your rent by more than 5%. So he's like, oh, okay, And I go, look, I'll send you properties. You can take a look at them. In the meantime, go to your landlord and say, hey, I sent them the link. Here's, here's the law. You got to give me 60 days paying the same rent while I go look for something. The lady was, you know, he called me today. He's like, hey, you know, mucha gracia. Thank you very much. Um, I talked to the lady, showed her the law. She took a step back oui. and said, hey, you know what? I'll raise your rent by 5%, which was 90 bucks, and you could stay. So, hey, you know. Follow the law. Get I, I am making $0 from that, but I have a client for the future. And you help somebody. And I help somebody. Which is the biggest Because if not, hey, if not, he was gonna he was gonna get screwed. Twenty three hundred dollars in fifteen days. No, 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 no. Fifteen twenty days. You're crazy. Not gonna work. Not gonna work. That's insane. But we have a very special guest today. Hey, you know we've been doing it solo for a few weeks, but I've been telling Mike, hey, we need to get a a really good guest for the next one, and we we have one. Hey, Mr. C from St. Brendan. Uh, Mr. Robert Caminas, Robert Caminas, uh, and also a Diamond Dreams dad, l- long time Diamond long Dreams time. dad. We're gonna talk about all that. He also owns that uh, that hotel in the in Coconut Grove, right, Mr. C's? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a side, side hustle. It's a side, <laughs> it's a side hustle. And the new residences. But hey, welcome to uh, Diamond Dreams Miami Open Inn. Uh, thank you both for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Is this your no, first uh, first time? First time ever. Ever. All right. Awesome. It's like Joe Rogan style. We're going to yeah. go with conspiracy theories. That's it. We're just going to go. Robert Kennedy's going to show top. up in a little bit. <laughs> and no, but thank you for having us at, at your home. You know, you're you're having us here at your home. Beautiful, beautiful home, beautiful backyard. Awesome. Thank you. Super nice. And um, he, man, man we, we get here and Mr. C, Robert's here eating this nice, you know, pork loin. Lean pork loin. With a salad. And Mike and I were eating Burger King. Oh and I bought McDonald's fries because I don't like Burger King fries. Oh, my God. Why did we do that? Double Whopper with cheese yeah, but for well, me? Yeah, but your order is questionable. We're going to talk about this. Armando ordered. I go, Armando, what do you want? You know, I'm going to stop in really quick. Grab a little bite. Double Whopper with cheese plain. No onions. No nothing. Dry, bro. Dry. Nothing. <laughs> but what got me was the double Whopper. But, <laughs> like, is one not, not enough? Because I eat the single Whopper. And I I'm, eat the single Whopper all the time. I'm a big guy, I just bro. Wanted, I'm a big I guy. The, the single Whopper, bro. But how do you bro, you're taking on the double Whopper? Like, is that you know what? I, I got to start losing weight soon because yellow pantalones. Okay, Mandito, but you couldn't just go with one patty. I could have, but, but I chose not not fuck to. It, fuck it. Hey, the second patty replaces <laughs> the lettuce and tomato. Oh, so we're here in house. This guy's got the best. I look over him like man. This guy's got pork loin there. Salad. Yeah, man, that looked good. Jenny did a great job. Jenny Caminas. Oh, my God. Actually, you're, Actually? you're giving Jenny Caminas a little bit too much no, credit. No. It's an Aldi special. Oh. Believe it or not, that, that that pork loin there is good enough for my family of four. Well, for $5.99, it's great. It's a great thing. And then a little <laughs> pack of salad. That's boom, it. boom, boom. And good to go. Nice. You know. Well, you know, but we, we can give her some credit. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. A little, a little she warmed presentation. Her, uh, she warmed it up. Presentation. I'll tell you what, what, I'll tell you what she is going to get credit for. The cafecito. The cafecito. Cafecito is good. Like really good, really good, and I I love cafecito. Oh, it's great. I, I have a little right. segment there with with a real estate partner of mine, Kathy, that we we call it. There's always time for cafecito, because why not? There there is always time for cafecito. Why not? Why not? You're out on the road, stop by like Jareta or Isla Canarias. I'm looking forward to school starting just for that. Go back to the 
you know, pre-pickup, la yep. carreta, little breakfast, or, 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 or post-pickup, you know, or, or little, a little meeting back, of the minds. We'll go back to our meetings, go back to our meetings, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's tough. But Robert, you've been, um, like, like we said, you know, and, and Mike, Mike has known you a long time. Uh, you've been with Diamond Dreams a long time. We have. Um, your, your oldest son, Justin, um, started in, at what age? Well, he started actually at four years old. Um, they have a program at St. Brendan Elementary, and it was an after-school program at that time. And, and so we were just trying to get our feet wet, and uh, we enjoyed it, and then went to the academy and just started practicing, and that led into the instructional league, and, and, uh, then, and here we are today. And it's been a war zone. <laughs> <laughs> He's been here, so it's almost four. Five, uh, when's his birthday? November. All right, so the 5U division, 6U, 7U, 8U, 9U, 10U, and now we're going into 11U. Well, mm-hmm. the first ever, right? That's a lot of baseball. But you know what else that's a lot of? That's a lot of Coach Mike, bro. <laughs> Holy shit, bro. But I'll tell you what. Um, this kid, his son, just to talk about Justin a little bit, uh, there's, there's, there's no catcher in the community like him at that age. You know, and that's, that's something that, nice. that everybody knows. Something Thank that... You. Everybody knows out there. It's crystal clear. Um, and the leadership quality is there. There's only been a couple of kids in the, in the program throughout his history that have had that quality. One of them was Peter Fernandez. Dennis's his older son. Mm-hmm. Older son. The kid deserves all the credit. The kid's got that quality. And Justin, bro. There's, there's been no one else. And Justin's, uh, you know, you know his, no his, his leadership is, his leadership style is, is quiet. And uh, you would think that, you know, for a catcher, you want to be vocal and stuff like that. But for him, it, it kind of works. And, and I have the, the great fortune of being able to be in the dugout and, and listening to his development with, with, with his own teammates mm-hmm. and the way he's gotten um, to talk to the pitchers and say, look, if you're going to throw a changeup, I need a sign or I need this, that. You know, little things of like, hey, yep. I, if I tap on my knee pad, you know, we, we're going this way, that way. Little things like that. Yep. Um, it's it's just a pleasure to watch as as his father. And you were before, you know, while we were eating that double whopper and whopper and <laughs> <laughs> and pork loin, uh, you were talking to us about you know his his beginnings and and the position shifts. You know, because I I mean I started as a as a shortstop. I ended up at second base, but I dabbled in every position. On, except catcher, except catcher. Like my my size would not have been good for catcher. But uh, talk to us a little bit about about that evolution, right? Because he told us he started at, at first base. Yeah. First, right? So so his first position. Um, so when he made it uh, onto the instructional league, he was with a, a team, a championship team, uh, called the Jumbo Shrimp. Uh, the theme of that year was uh, return to the minors. Uh, or back to the minors, to the minors. and um, and so he was on the jumbo shrimp, and he was their first baseman, and largely it was because his throwing was not up to par, but he did have good glove work. I mean, he he did catch the ball, and um, anyhow, so he started there first base, and it was a midway three quarters of the season in, and it was about spring break, and I got a call from Mike. And they said, look, we're having a 5U versus 6U uh, scrimmage at DD Park. We need an extra player for the 5U team. Is Justin available? So sure. And so he played an inning at, out in left field. The first baseman at the time made a 
kind of an egregious error. Uh, egregious for, for a five-year-old. <laughs> We're not going to mention any names. No names. No, 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 no names. <laughs> and so he got the call and said, hey, you know, you, you play first base the next, the next inning. And uh, that's all she wrote. Um, he stuck with the 5U team. Uh, finished the instructional league and uh, played a full season with the five U team as their first baseman and and went on to six U as well as our first baseman and then uh, we had a center fielder at the time who uh, had great glove work as well he was a lefty uh, my son's a righty so uh, I think for first base it, it makes sense to to have a lefty there and to, for his own development uh, I think it was good to not pigeonhole him into one particular position so he went and played center field tried to develop the arm a little bit. Um, the following season in 7U, our second baseman left for another team. So there was over an open competition, and Justin was one of the people that wanted to do it. And so he won that competition and became the starting second baseman for, for the majority of that season. And um, after that, uh, COVID hit. Which was a bummer. A bummer. We were killing it that season. We were. We were. We were, we were so good that we, we were finally really had gotten yep. over the hump. Yeah. You know. And um, so, anyhow, Mike had sorry. Mike had like a Zoom meeting with our our whole team and said, "Listen, you know, we're gonna have to transition from coach pitch to kid pitch. Um, you know, we don't know what, you know where COVID's gonna take us, and whatnot." And so. That night, I logged off, and my son tells me here in the, in the hallway in the house, he's like, I want to be the catcher for this team. And I looked at him, I'm like, Justin, the catcher? I mean, do you know what that entails, the strain on your legs and your, your, your arm? And you have to throw to second base. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I, I know, but I, I want to be the catcher for this team. And <laughs> it's, awesome. it's one of the most <laughs> profound statements that he's made in his young life. Um, and, and, you know, the rest is history and he, he works. Tell him the story hard. of when he told me. When he told you, um, well, yeah, I, I, I then went up to him and said, well, you, you got to tell your coach about this. And, and he said, okay, I'll do it. And so he went and, and told him uh, at the ripe old age of seven or eight seven years old. And, um, and, and coach says, I think that's great leadership. I think it's great for right you. Away. Let's do it. And yeah. gave him some equipment. Uh, just to get him started and whatnot. And, and that's all uh, she wrote. That's all she wrote. That's it. You know, he said a lot of interesting things if you're really paying attention. So well, I was going to ask you really quick. Dime. He said his arm was a liability. How's his arm now? It's the, probably the best one we got. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild. And and that's what I, I want to say. Like, if you really listen to what he said. So his son got asked on an opportunity to come up and play for a team. Opportunity, right? Um, kid made some mistake. He came in on an opportunity. The next season, there wasn't an opportunity. He played center field, right? Did the best he could out there, team player. And then he had to come in the following season, and he had to compete at second base. And then the following year, he said what he wanted to do. Those are, those are, that's a lot. Like for a kid, you know what I mean? He's gotten every, he's gotten every spice there. Every spice <laughs> there. This guy made an error, come into it, boom, never moved again. Yep. You know? It was an opportunity the following season. We thought differently, boom, the kid played outfield, killed it, whatever. Second baseman left, three kids competed, he earned it. He beat it. And to the following year, he said, you know, I've, I've gotten the opportunity, I've earned it, I've challenged, boom, now I want to be the catcher. You know? But that's big, man. Like, that's not like, like, you know, I've been doing this for 10 years. It doesn't happen a lot. And then the arm thing. The arm now is ridiculous. You understand what I'm saying? So, like, this guy's been here 
5U, 6U, 7U, 8U, 9U, 10U, going to 11U. He's played a million different positions. There was a time where he didn't have an arm. Like, that was all development. Like, he's built, he's continuing to work hard to where he is now. But in order to have that type of leadership and that type of, you have to have all the sauces, man. It just can't be you're the starter, you're the starter, you got to earn it, you got to earn it, you got to earn it. You know, it, you know, like, you have to earn it. You have to come out and earn it and compete, and and and, and you have to have those flavors to to be able to be a leader, man. No, you know and, you, I mean? and you, you got to take advantage of opportunities. Right. You know, opportunities presented them, themselves, and, and look, I, I mean, I'm... I played baseball growing up. My son's going now into into six U. You know he's gonna play public, which is awesome. Uh, so I'm I'm a young dad within the baseball game. You know we're we're just getting started, but you know I know the game eno enough, and I've seen a lot of people that that they just get better over time. You know I've oh. been asked I've been asked by some parents who don't have their kids in in the academy yet, and they're like, "Oh, do you think it's too late to put my kid?" I'm like, "How old is your kid?" He's like. Five or six. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. Like, you're just getting started. How many nights a week do you go hit tokens at Swing Kings? Since you started and when we, op when we reopened at that time Sluggers after COVID, that's when you guys started the kid pitch thing. Right. You guys had just started hitting before that, right? Like, before we got shut down, whatever. But yep. you've been going there to hit. I go and now he goes late night, late night, incognito mosquito guy here, right? <laughs> Nine o'clock, eight thirty, eight forty. It's empty. He goes in. Five tokens, ninety swings, ninety opportunities, ninety chances. Whether the machine's good or bad, does it? You know how far ahead that kid is because of that decision this guy's made. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I, I, we we go, we go two or three nights a week. Um, that's pretty standard. That's it, an extra two hundred seventy balls being thrown at you that you have to make a decision on. Um, and and it just uh. It's something that, that happened organically here at home. Um, you know, one thing about my son is that, um, you know, we don't have baseball blood. Uh, and it's he, he has to work for it. Like, I mean, he has to work really, really hard. He is not the smoothest player that you're ever going to watch and see. Um, and that's just not his style. You know, he's a little bit more of the uh, bull in the china shop type style. <laughs> but it works for him. You know, I mean, that that's, that works for him. And he's he he understands that he has to work for it, which that's a life lesson. You know, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not here with any ideas of where the future is going to go or anything like that. Clearly, this has become a little bit more than a hobby now. And, uh, you know, we, we take it more seriously. But I talk with that kid uh, on a daily basis about not only about baseball, but, you know, just, just about just life lessons and, and getting him to understand where he's at, what the value is and what he's doing. So it, it goes without saying, tomorrow there's no Diamond Dreams practice for, for this team. I promise you that at 8.15, 8.30, I'll be at Swing Kings tomorrow night and he'll be hitting tokens. And I, I and, and he does it by himself. Like, I, there's nothing more I can say at this point because, I mean, I played ball when I was a kid up to about, you know, 12 years old, I think. Um, there's nothing more I can do for him. So I go and I talk to Chico, and we yeah. have great conversations, and, and, and I really value his, his counsel, his words. And Justin just comes in, and he just grabs a token from me and keeps hitting, keeps hitting, keeps hitting. 
and that's it. And then he's like, okay, I'm done. And that's, puts the work in and that's it. As a parent, that's so, like, going to do that, like, it's simple work for the kid. You're getting a token. You're putting in a machine. You don't have to do nothing. You just take them there, hang out inside, let the kid work. You know what I mean? And three times a week, that's 270, man. Amando, that's yeah, that's, that's that. 1,080 swings a month extra. And he comes up to you and just on his own and extra. says, hey, well, Dad, I, I want to no, no, I I, go. Right. And so it's it's a commitment, um, obviously, from... It's like from kind a, of routine for you guys already, it's, though. It's a routine now. You know now. what I mean? It's a routine now, but... but so, as you said, I'm Mr. C from St. Brendan, so I do uh, tutor on the side as well. And, you know, there's nights where I know that I'm, I'm arriving home around 8 o'clock or so. And, um, you know, I, I, he's standing at the doorway ready in shorts and a T-shirt. And he's go. like, I'm ready let's to go, go hit. Go. And I am exhausted. I, I mean, I am extremely yeah, tired. Take him. But I have to take him. I have to take him because take him. How, can, how can I say no to, to a kid? See, the kid's got to want it, too. You know what I'm saying? It's. I've also learned uh, going through this process. I've learned. I used to be full pedal to the metal, and it, it, it was one of these things that I was I was almost like, "Come on, let's go do. You want to go do this?" You and I've learned to take a step back, and if he needs a day off, he needs a day off, and I give him the day off, and that's it. That's you it. know, if he needs two days off, he's got to take two days off because he's a young kid. So. He, he he really enjoys playing basketball. He plays basketball for the school as well. Um, and and during basketball season, there's days where there's a basketball game and there's a baseball game at 6 o'clock or whatever. And, um, you know, they run him in basketball. I mean, he runs. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. I mean, he, he is up and down that court, and I know he's exhausted. And... Uh, Wait, you so know. so hold on a second. So you're not you're <laughs> so you're not telling the guy in basketball he's got a game later, take it easy on him? No. Thank God. Absolutely Thank not. God. <laughs> Absolutely God. not. I mean I mean the, 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 listen, the kid's ten years old. If you can oh if you can't hand, if you can't handle things at nine, eight, ten years old, Robert, like Robert, that, that, well, yeah, that's that, awesome. I, I think that's awesome, bro. Like I I I love that because I've had kids a lot of time like stay to do double practice. In my opinion if you're going to do double practice, Papa, you're doing the whole thing. You're doing the warm-up jog. You're doing the stretch again. You're doing the conditioning again. But sometimes you get that. Wait, do I have to do, I have to do the running? <laughs> if you're going to do the practice, you got to do the running. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's going to roll right, with the like, brother. So much of this resonates because, you know, you were saying about coming through the door and he's there waiting for you. Man, as a as a kid, my dad was an older dad. Like, you know, not that you're, you're young. You're a young dad, but my hmm. dad had... When I was born, my dad was 55. So he had a jewelry business. He would come home, <clears throat> like, cansado and stuff. But, you know, he'd get home, eat something, and then we would go to the batting cages. And we go to, I remember at the time, Baseball Unlimited, which was somewhere on, on Coral Way. Yep. And then when that closed up, we would go to Malibu Castle. Yep. And Malibu Castle was just like, oh, vamos a rentarlo for 30 minutes. And hit and hit and hit and hit. And I was like that, too. And, and it, it resonates a lot because I'm like, man, th my dad would do the same thing. You know, no matter how late it was, no matter what kind of crappy day he had at work, you know, hey, Bobby, I'm waiting about the end. Let's go hit. Yeah. And, and, he, would, and he would take me. And then to what you were, what you were saying about the double practices and taking it. Man, I, I remember back then, like going to Pacual and, I, and with Alex Gallo, who we should definitely have on Absolutely, soon. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah. We, would, uh, we would talk from nine 
we were talking that day from nine to one was my my practice. Yeah, when I was like I kept pitch one to five for the younger people. But it was a game and practice or practice in a game or two games. There wasn't ah uh, yeah, I already played a game. I can't. No, 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 no. Like Amando, we were full of energy. We wanted to play more. In spring training, you got that seven AM breakfast workout. You got lunch. Then you got your game. Like you get you gotta like you got to do it all. You know what I mean? Like, you got to maximize your basketball practice, then he has to go maximize his baseball practice, bro. And if at the end of the baseball practice, we're, we got 90% of the 100%, the tank's a little down, okay, but that's what we got. We got it all. We got it all out. We didn't save one for the other. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't like that saving shit, bro. No. You know? Look, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you something first, and then we'll get into it, because I know from what Mike's told me that this this team that Justin is in, that's a that's a winning team, but you know me that I'm my, my son's starting now in in the public league. You know we're gonna start playing outside the the instructional league. We're gonna be playing Miami other youth. teams, Miami, Miami youth. youth. We're gonna be Excellent. traveling to the different parks. What what advice do you give to to me and other parents that are in the same journey as me? Oh boy, uh, <laughs> <laughs> listen. It's at the end of the day, it's baseball, right? So I I. And maybe this is just my philosophy. Um, maybe it's maybe it's right. Maybe it's wrong. I never would be concerned about winning and losing. To me, it's about the process. Um, I I think that you have to talk with your son and and make sure that your son number one loves the sport. Number two is working as hard as he possibly can. Um, you know whether that means a double practice, whether it means finding a hitting coach or a, a catching coach or whatever it is, it's putting in the work, the process, the daily grind, and that eventually will lead to wins. Yes, my son's team is extremely talented. Isaac, Victor, Abraham, Marcos, Diego, Maddie, Viteri, Viteri, Everybody there lends something to that team. Carlos Manuel. Carlos Manuel. Everybody there is is extremely talented. And but at the same time, they all work really, really, really hard. You know, I mean, Victor. Victor, for one, I tell you, you know, he'll 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 kill it in his house. Puts up a net. Throw. You know, he Victor Inetrosa is one of the best pitchers in our league. Period. And it's. I mean, he works relentlessly at it, and with the bat as well. Abraham, one of the best hitters, if not the best hitter in our league, works really hard at it. Um, you know, and it's again, it's everybody's doing what they can. So my advice would be, just not focus so much on the results. Just focus on the process. Enjoy it. Coach pitch totally different than kid pitch. Yep. It's a different world. Um, you don't have to deal with uh, the umpires making a bad ball or strike call or anything like that. Umpires are going to make mistakes. Uh, they're going to call an out that should have been safe or safe that's an out. They may not know the rules. They may know the rules, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter because it's youth baseball because he's six years old. Yeah. Uh, or, or, you know, it's, I wouldn't worry about the yelling on the other side also. Forget about the other team. Just have a, just have a central focus, you know, and just make sure. And at the end of every season, you know, I, I would sit Justin down and I'd be like, look, you went through battles. I mean, you went through a little bit of a war there. Do you want to keep doing this? And he would say, yes. 
I would say, sleep on it. Let me know the next day. And he would say, yes, I want to continue doing this. I said, okay, then we're going to continue doing this. But if we're going to sign up for it, you're going to give 100%. Period. Period. Yeah. That's not negotiable. And so I, that's, that's the sort of stuff that I would tell you. I mean, just it's just about making commitment uh, for, for your kids and just, I think, just I making think, sure that, that they're having fun. I think for us, the team that we have, I think that like now, maybe even last season is when they really needed to start understanding that they got to win. You know what I'm saying? I think like the coach pitch, I agree with Robert. Coach pitch, you kind of do the right thing. You make the right outs. You win. You know, you'll be good. You know, then you get to the 7U, less players play. Rules are a little different. Then you get to the 8U modified kid pitch. It's, you know, you're still developing. But once you get to that open baseball where it's like, all right, you can steal, you can do it, you know, and as you get older, you know, the wins have a lot of value for them. You know, like, bro, we just took a loss. We just took a we just took a we just took a two by four to the face. Yep. We took a two by four to the face this past weekend. Okay? Winning the championship game, eight five, eight three. And we blew it. We ran out of gas, ran out of the tank, empty. We some fuck ups on my end that we'll talk about now. But at the end of the day we had a five run league and we blew it. Okay? Um that hurt them. Like they were still bothered yesterday at practice. Because I would bring it up and they'd look away or they I was gonna get the second place trophy and put it in the middle of their practice, but I was advised to not do that. <laughs> I was said no, I was told I was told no 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 don't don't do that. The kids are really pissed. So, you know, once the kids like get that emotion, because look, bro, I've lost a six U championship game and the kids are in the playground five minutes later. I've won a championship game and the kids are in the playground five minutes later. But these kids now have feelings and emotions. They don't like to be embarrassed. Yeah, they're buddies that they're pitching and hitting against. They're their little friends. So you know how this, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So they don't want to be embarrassed, but <clears throat> the losses hurt, bro. That shit hurt. That shit hurt them. And I like to see that because it shows me that you're in it. You know what I mean? That's why 6U, 7U, it's cool. 8U is cool. But these guys, like, these guys are in it. Yeah, you you know what it. I mean? You understand you understand you what winning you know, and losing really means? Do we have to go over some of the things I told them after the game, or we're going to not go over that? Forget it. No, forget about it. Hey, up to you. I'm going to tell you something. Go for it. I'm going to tell you something. Robert's been scorekeeping since how long? Since Jumbo Shrimp. Since Jumbo Shrimp. So we do the game changer now. This guy's big time. Okay, but <laughs> the role, Robert has a huge role on this team. Bro, it's a huge role because the role's evolved because you, you, the the – this game, the scorekeeping used to be run scored, hit or not hit. Kids are hitting 800. Kids are saying, but I always told Robert, like, dude, like, run a tight ship on that, bro, because we want our numbers to be as accurate as possible. Well, like, an error is an error. Like, we do it 100% right. But he's going to have to give me a little lesson his on that. His, his, <laughs> his quote unquote job, because he's, to me, he's an assistant coach. You know what I mean? Um, it's gotten very numbers wise, bro. And Amanda, we're into the analytics with that Game Changer app because we have to know pitch counts. Can't go over with the rules. It's a lot of things that this guy has at the touch of a button. You know what I'm saying? And then his it's evolved so much. I ask this guy a million times a game, hey, how many pitches we got, how many balls, how many strikes, because those little things dictate these games now. You know what I mean? So the team that we lost to in the championship is the team that we eliminated in the, in the – 
in the spring. In the spring, um, we were down four in the bottom of the six. Down five. Down five in the bottom of the six with one out. We were Diamond Dreams, and we won. We walked them off. When we took the five-run lead, this guy comes to me in the middle of the dugout, Mr. C, <laughs> and he goes, listen to me. I think it's going to be a good idea if you wrangle them in. And we remember what happened, what we did to them, because they're very capable of doing it to us, especially in the situation that we're in right now. Where were our horses? Our horses were done. Yeah, outnumbered. They were off the chart because they, they couldn't be used because of the rules. This fucking guy was on it, bro. You know what I mean? Joshua, Joshua, take the kids. You put them together. Bah, bah, bah. But those are the little details, bro, that if you're with a coach a long time, I'm not saying it has to be me. We've had the opportunity to be with each other for a very long time. And the reason that he, we are able to do those little things is because we've been together for a long time. You understand? So, bro, like, not only is the team good, but, bro, there's like a, like the coaches have been together for a very long time. You know what I'm saying? Which adds another layer of sol solidness. No, you know and, what I'm and saying? How, and how, how important is it, you know, because we, we were talking earlier how, you know, it's the way it should be, right? That you, mm. you progress in an academy, you know, year after year and you stay there throughout. How important is it that these kids have grown up together? Oh. You know, they're almost like a, like a family, yeah. I, I would think, at this point. Yeah, it, no, it, it's huge. <clears throat> I mean, um, for, for us, I mean, it's, it's everything. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's a bond that keeps us together um, because there's, there's a lot of trying times, you know, and, and we just went through one uh, on Sunday, uh, losing, to, losing to that particular team, being up by five. You would think that it's done deal on it. And turned out not to be. You get hit by a brick. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, 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 um, have you ever got hit by a brick? <laughs> I know, like, the, like the guy in Home Alone when they throw bricks at <laughs> you. got hit by a brick. Oh, my God. You know, so growing up and, and, and having those bonds and being able to, to be together is super important because it's, uh, you can rely on each other and, and, um, you know, you, you know that even at a young age that, you know, that's my friend. He's got my back. Um, I can't tell you. I, can't, I mean, we, I don't think we have time for, to tell you how many terrible games Justin has had. I mean, he, Justin has been through, through a lot, and, and um, he's gotten benched. Uh, he's a cleanup hitter for this team. Has he gotten screamed at? Like, a lot. <laughs> I mean. These, these, these look, this, these guys. Um. They're, they've been put through the ringer, bro. I'm going to be straight up about it, bro. Like, these guys have not had an easy path with me. The teams that are younger now in the in the academy, because we really don't have anything solid till like, nine's okay, but seven could be pretty good, six. They got it easier because of these guys. You understand what I'm saying? Because I've never, 11 you now coaching these guys? Oh, hey, first time for me. First time for them. Mm -hmm. We don't know how the ball is going to arc with the six more feet. We don't know how the shortstop's going to reach now the distance. Like, we don't know any of those things. So these guys set the pave work for everybody. And it's trial and error, bro. Yeah. Because I pushed the limit. Not joking. And I'm going to be clear about it, bro. Sincere, sincerely, bro. And I hope they're all listening to it. Bro, I pushed the limit with these guys, bro. 
I've pushed the limit with their kids. Tough. Tough to the point where sometimes I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> okay. But, 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 but we've weeded out the ones that can't handle it. They've left. Amando, in, in <laughs> quick little story, bro. So, summer ball, grape, uh, Glades Park. Bro, me, oh, it's summer, no importa, no importa, bro. Something happened in the game that it was, bro, like, I, like it's, it's unacceptable. Whether it's summer, whether it's probably sold to the kids, I run to the fence, bro. I didn't realize the fence like a mile away in Glades. <laughs> Parent come, pick up the ship, I'll take the kid, boom. Had another situation in a tournament, bro, two seasons ago. Had a player leave in the middle of the tournament, misunderstanding, um, this, you know, situation happened and he didn't like it, left in a rain delay. Then I got back to the hotel, and the they had their lawyers there, I guess, defending them, and, and that was not good. <laughs> I got sent home as well. So these people have been through the ringer. Like they've 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 started the season with eight players, bro. Like after that summer, they started nine U with eight players. I had to borrow kids that weren't ready to be there, and then boom, Diego, we got. I'm sorry, Isaac. Boom, mm-hmm. Isaac came in. You know what I mean, but. These people haven't put through the ringer, bro, and they've 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 stood the test of time, and now they got you know they got me a little more tranquilo sometimes, but <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, but but they 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 put through it. I have a great relationship with the kids. I have a great relationship with the parents. At the end of the day, bro, they know they know what's up, bro. Like there's you know, and the most important thing, I always we're here to play ball. Okay, we're not here to mispractice, you know. I'm a jerk. Ask them when they miss practice, bro. They get a message like, you know, that's how, how it goes, you know. But um, they've done great, man. I'm super proud of them. Not sure how much time we have left. A couple years maybe. But <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of the parents and the kids of this group, bro. That's because awesome. They've gotten the worst of me throughout the years. That now is the better part of me. Because the other divisions, when, when they get it a little bit, just a little bit. Like you're lucky because of these guys. These guys made me, you know, I learned with them. So they're special. They're very special to me. Well, and, and just to, to sort of piggyback off of that, and, and you know, you were asking me for, for advice and stuff like that. I mean, we, we pay an academy fee, and we entrust our kids to learn and play ball at Diamond Dreams. And so you have to allow the coach the leeway to coach and everybody's got their own style you know what i mean and and you can argue stylistically whatnot if you like the coach or you don't like the coaching style whatever that and that's your prerogative that's fine i mean you, you can go and take take your son somewhere else but you can't i i feel you can't get so upset and take it so personally to the point where you're gonna pull your child in the middle of a game in the middle of a tournament or in the middle of anything because that ultimately hurts everybody else around you. I mean, we're all in it together. You want the season to end and you want to take your time and say, okay, you know, this is just not for me and, and let everybody know and whatnot, and that's fine. You know, and I think that's part of Going back to you said, you know, growing up, that's the bond that the parents have with each other as well. There's enough respect here where, where I can tell, you know, the other families, you know, hey, look, you know, I'm going to go in a different direction with Justin or whatever. But we have to have those conversations with each other. And we're, you know, 
you can't take things so personally. Um, and it's very easy to, to make things personal because when your son strikes out uh, to end the ball game, which has happened to Justin, um, and, you know, all the eyes are, are on you and, and your son and stuff like that, it's, it's, it's a difficult moment. And, you know, it's, you, you think that it's okay, but until you're there and you're a parent and you're in the dugout and you don't know how you're going to react. And so it's, it's very important to maintain respect uh, for everybody on the team and for the coach and whatnot for the program. Um, and as a, <clears throat> excuse me, as an educator, you know, you're, you're a teacher. I'm, I'm sure you hear it on, on dad and every single year from, from parents, right? If, if your child is learning math from me, congratulations, by the way, if your child <laughs> is learning math from me, you have to allow me to do my job. And, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into my job. Uh, granted, I'm in the middle school, so the age group is different and the dynamics are totally different. But I have to know how to be able to run each class or, in your case, uh, each team. Um, and every every team is a little different. Every class is a little different. Every child is different. They come in with different emotions on different days. I have to be able to have the leeway to do my job. And there are some days where I know I can push the pedal to the metal and I know I can get more out of them. And there's some days where I have to back off because I, I know I need to do that. Um, and so it's, it has a lot of overlap um, between that. Uh, you know, I, at school, I, I used to coach um, flag. I used to coach girls flag football. I remember that. Which, believe it or not, one of the best, experiences of my life because these girls mostly were eighth graders had never played a sport organized sport had no idea what a touchdown was if i get an interception what way do i run you know the most rewarding thing because you start teaching them and eventually they get it and man they have some fun we didn't win very many games but but they had they had a great time one of the referees isaac one of my favorite referees would tell me coaches you're going to coach Players, you're going to play. Referees, we're going to referee. Everybody has a role to play. Perfect. Everybody has a role to play. Don't, you know, don't, don't go don't go outside of your role. You know, just stay with stay, it. Stay, stay in your lane. Stay in your scope. Stay, stay in your scope. You know what I mean? But, the, and, but that's the problem with Little League, bro, is that the fans want to be the umpires. Everybody you know? wants to be the umpires. And, the, and then the umpires got his ear tuned into that fan. And then the coach wants it. It's too much. Everybody just do your scope. And you said you know? about, you know, about, uh, you know, the importance of staying in the academy and stuff like that. You know, again, it's it's youth baseball. And I get it that you want to have your son win as many rings, trophies, and plaques and all that wonderful stuff. And it's great. But there's nothing better than doing it with your team within an academy you know, I could go ahead if I wanted to. I could put Justin and have him jump around from easily. team to team to easily. Easily, we easily. All, this is not a season. Easily, uh, you know, from team to team. And, and by the way, everybody else on this eleven U team could be in the same boat easily. and do the same thing. Easily, and form these super teams and win a tournament, travel here, do whatever. At the end of the day, that's not the value. That, that's not the lesson that I want to teach my son, because. You know, I, I got plenty of trophies at Red Berries and Patato Pacuá and all that. That's great. Where are those trophies? I'm 42 years old. Where are those trophies right now in a box up in my 
parents' attic, I think. I don't know. Who knows where they are? Maybe. <laughs> the rings that Justin has and, and, and whatever, you know, plaques he's got, those are, those are material things. Those are, those are rewards that you get for your hard work. And eventually, those plastic pieces of material are going to go away. Yep. So I think it's, it's better, it's more of a value to say, hey, I did it with one team. I grew up in it. And yep. again, it's not, you're not right or wrong either way that you want to do this. I'm trying to teach my son certain values, certain lessons that I think are important through baseball. Uh, because again, I don't know how long the ride's going to last. I mean, I, I hope it lasts for a while with Justin, but I don't know how long it's going to last. Yeah. So I just want to, to you know, instill certain values, certain lessons with him. And I think that's what's important. The reason we don't have like 10U, 9U, like 8U we might have a little bit is because those age divisions under them, they haven't had the magic to stay together, bro. You know what I'm saying? This group's... Damn, man, to have that many kids that talented stay together, like, for me, it's been a blessing, bro, because you don't see that. That's, and that's what he's trying to say. Like, when we go to these tournaments, bro, we're, like, the only team that doesn't go out and, and get players or invite a player. They call them a tournament invite, and you give them a uniform, and you play. Like, we don't do that bullshit. Bro, we've never done that. We've gone to tournaments with our kids, but we've gone waxed. And, bro, we've had some big upsets, so we've taken down some pretty big dogs. You understand what I'm saying? But, bro, we've done it together. We haven't gone to replays. Yeah, oh, well, a player left. Okay, we got to get a new player. And players just fall on your lap. You know what I mean? But um, it's just, you know, it's, it's tough for teams to stick, man. You know what I mean? Like, I wish it was more like that. Like, that's why we're super proud of what we do. Because we've done it as an academy, man. Like, we're not super teaming it, like he right. said. You know what I mean? And you're, you're talking about that, and I, I wanted to know, like, before we move on to another topic, um, how that came together that, you know, the 10U season ended, you guys won, and then you're doing 11U for the first time. Yeah, ever. so basically, listen, once we get past 7 and under, the team's got to make choices. You want to stay with me and DD? We're going to go with you. And every year they've wanted to keep going and going and going. Now we're in 11U. Now we're talking about start planning some 12-year tournaments because, you know, what we have left is maybe a couple years. But yep. it's just organically, well, obviously we won at 10U. So, <laughs> you know, you want to go and play 11U. But, um, you know, as long as the team sticks, bro, we're going to stick with them, bro. You know, and we're going to learn 11U now. And we already started texting back and forth, me and him, with some new signs for Justin where maybe now in 11U we don't want to be so verbal with, like, pickoffs and stuff. Like, let's have them start, like, figuring it out on their own. So it's a process, bro, and and we're just new to it. At 11U, I haven't done it. Neither has he. Neither have the kids. So it's going to be a good experience. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. Yeah, I mean, it's, exciting, it's, you know? it's an exciting opportunity. Well, the bases go back five feet, Armando, so yeah. that's a game changer for the catcher. Bro, now the, the, the pitcher's mound too, right? Yeah, five feet. So now, now the runner's got to take two more steps to get to first, bro. The guy to steal second's got to take two more steps before he slides. You know, <laughs> it, it's a lot. Now that double, that double in the gap, is maybe a single with a big turn. Yep. Yeah, when, when you see when you see a, it's, a, a it's for a sure yeah. a for sure single to right field, yeah, it's a and lot. you see the right fielder gun at the first base yeah, and the yeah, kids yeah. out, yeah. you're yeah. gonna be like, that's what Whoa. I'm saying. It's, <laughs> 
you know. Now, now that you mentioned that, because, you know, I'm, I'm thinking back towards that time when, when you played at that age and you went to the the longer baseball. Did did you feel it at that time? Because I I, I, I... I remember my first base change, and, and I remember very few things but it was, of my baseball. But it wasn't, it didn't, it didn't last too long is what I'm trying like no you but, got used but to it i re- no but i remember distinctly <laughs> I, and, and like i tell you I, I told joshua story the other day of something i remembered in the minor leagues i remember very little details of my baseball growing up and one of the things i remember was that that my first year going running through first base like the first time i did it i was like well this is longer the first time i did 90 feet i was like what the fuck is this like, it was long, bro. 13-year-old kid, and, and they tell you, all right, just go run the four bases as fast as you can. It's a lot on your first time. Like, it's it's 360 feet, like, 360 feet, bro. Like, you're basically running a football field plus some in the, in the sprint, you know? Um, but it doesn't last very long. No, I think I also remember, but I also remember the first time I played 60-90, the arm needed some three, four months before we were able to kind of make it work. You know what I mean? But these guys go from, they have a change now in 11U. So 11U and 12U stay the same. And then once they get to 13U, that's it. 60-90, baby. You know what I mean? Curveballs, change-ups, it's crazy. Oh, man. Excited. No, oh, yeah. And then, you know, that that and that sticks through, that's it, through, through yeah, the majors. 60-90s, that's it. That's it. That's it. Unless they're going to move the mound back now a little more. I'm not sure. So uh, la- last week, Mike, we were talking post-All-Star um, game. You know, halfway point. Talked about how great the Marlins were doing, how not so great the Yankees were doing. You know, the, the two teams that we really follow a lot. Um, and just Major League Baseball in general. You know, a lot, a, lot of, a lot of changes are coming up. You know, we're, now we start thinking about Shohei Otani maybe moving. You start talking about, you know, bigger trades. The Marlins haven't started that second half too hot. I mean, you 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 think that you know they they'll probably pick it up. I mean, they're they're in St. Louis today. They lost again, but they they need to get the ball rolling again because they were going really well. Amando, the first half is the first half, and I want to make people clear that even in little league baseball, you know, we pick it up after the second half. Mm-hmm. We pick it up on the stretch, getting ready for the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So, um. The second half to me is a completely different season because like you just said, now the show, the trades become real. Now the teams really begin to make that playoff push. You know what I'm saying? And I hate to say it, but some teams don't go full tank in the first half. Okay? Players, I hate to say it. I hate to say it. But there's players who don't go full tank in the first half. They go full tank in the second half. There's some organizations that do that. So... You know, the truth of what the Marlins are, you're going to see it now in the second half. Let's see. So far, it's been a terrible start. The only thing that I had bad to say them about in the first half, go got Atlanta like, ayo, a palo. Yep. But now in the second half, they can't win. So second half baseball. The Phillies already went went over them. I mean, the Phillies are a great team. Don't get me wrong. But the Marlins aren't in second place anymore. Let's 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 be clear. The Marlins have a nice team. Okay. Overachieved a little bit. When they're hot, they gotta be hot. But second half, let's see what happens. And not just that, I think like Agado moving this kid down, their best pitcher. I think that was on the first cagation. 
And now we're starting the second half bad. Service time, right? No, service time, bro. Service time. So uh, the billionaire can save a couple hundred thousand. Think about that. A billionaire can save a couple hundred thousand. It's ridiculous. You know what I mean? But I, 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 I hope they can. I hope that what we're saying is nonsense. I hope that it's just that they got off to a slow start and they're going to pick it back up and then they're going to be who they who they are in the first half because I was on board, man. Um, we were even talking about making a trade, some trades, but it's shaky right now. Yeah, if it goes south, where the trades will happen, but kind of the other way, kind of the other way. Robert, what 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 team do you follow? Uh, I I primarily follow the Marlins. Yeah. Um, growing up, I actually was a was an Atlanta Braves fan because the Marlins didn't come into existence in, until '93. I was actually my dad took me to the '91 World Series nice. up, in, up nice. in Atlanta. Nice. So I was a big Yankees, fan. right? Yankees. That that no, was '91 Bra- was Braves against twins. Uh, Braves the Twins. twins. Yeah. Braves Twins. The '92 was who won that? The, uh, the Braves won it. No, the Twins. The won. Twins won it. Kirby Puckett, no. Yes. Yeah. So the, I mean, yeah, the Braves only won when they played the Indians in '95. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a big fan of uh, Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin, Steve Avery. That that whole pitching uh, rotation was great. But um, yeah. But now I I primarily follow the Marlins. You know. And the DD Athletics. Yeah. Too. <laughs> no, and I, I mean, I I grew I grew up a Yankee fan. Kind of the same reason, you know. The Yankees were always on TV, like the Braves and and all that, um, and. The Yankees right now are struggling, man. They're they are in last place, and the and the AL East. You know nobody could have predicted that. But Mike, we were we were talking something before before the podcast, and you know I was talking to our to our friend Carlos Casanova the other day. He's a he's a big Yankee fan too, and he told me, man, I'm focused on the Marlins now because the Yankees at this point, why does it matter if they win or not? The changes need to happen. Aaron Boone's got to go. I've been saying it for two years since we started day one of the podcast. I've been saying it. I think it was like early on I created the graphic with who's the next manager, and they they kept him. Um, Cashman, too. 2009 was a long time ago. When, when was Justin born? 2012. 2012. No, you got me with the 2009. So we're talking about like th- there's there's a kid here. Who was a fear from existing when the the Yankees won? Mondo. So and Brian Cashman is still no at Caballo. F- there's no fire. No. Mondo, there's no fire. There's no fire in the ownership, brother. Dude, they kept this, Aaron Higgs for like not, twenty years. They've given out the two biggest pitching contracts in the history of Major League Baseball: Garrett Cole, Carlos Rodon. Mondo, they're in dead last place, bro. Like I got two but words they, for him. You they ready? Can't, they can't hit. I got to, yeah, your dad's up there. My dad, like, I pissed as fuck yep. with, with the Yankees. I got two words for the Yankees for the rest of the season, and this is what has to happen. You ready? Fuck them. <laughs> and that's it. End up in last place, okay? Get rid of your manager. Go out there and get yourself a young general manager that's hungry. Not just, you know, taken, you know, because I don't think that Cashman's the guy. That's no. That's it, bro. He's done. Listen. I you would, have an I, open I checkbook. Epstein and Madden. Amando, you have an open checkbook here with the New York Yankees. But the ownership is running this like a business. And I get it. This is a business, bro. But a homie, this is a sports team. 
sports teams are supposed to win at that level. That's it. Like, that's what the Yankees, bro. This guy bought that play. But the Yankees are supposed to win. The Yankees aren't the Reds. The Yankees aren't the Giants. They're the Yankees. The, Yankees. the New York Yankees are are expected to be at the top of the mountain every year, whether you like them or not. You know, as long as they, you know, they're going to be talked about and they're a threat. You know what I'm saying? But the ownership is working within a budget. And that's not the style here, bro. If the Yankees have to go over the luxury tax, they pay their luxury tax. That's how it's always been. This guy one time had a hundred million dollar luxury tax because he went over a hundred million. And then the previous CBA was, well, no, it's a mirror image. Whatever you go over is what you got to pay. Dale, bro, pay. Bro. Mm-hmm. He had A Rod. He had Jeter. He had Tixera. He had all these guys with these huge contracts. He didn't care about the luxury tax, but you know what he was doing those years? You know what he was doing those years? was winning he was winning overspending but he was winning winning. making a little less on the on the profit side but he was winning i was looking up um when the 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 last time the yankees won the um the world series you know people like to what 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 movie was uh, the popular movie at the time paranormal activity october 25th 2009 (laughs) Uh, that was the same year as Inglorious Bastards, Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. I mean, this is a long time ago. The Hangover Part One just came out that Armando, year. I could that, imagine that's a long time ago. And old, old man Steinbrenner is definitely turning in his grave. Babe Ruth is appearing to Benny the Jet and saying, <laughs> no, "Benny, no. what the fuck, dude? Wait, <laughs> let me ask you a what question. What the hell's going on? How, how are these new these New York talk sports talk radio shows? They must, must be, be going nuts. Laying into them, absolutely. Laying into them. You know what I mean? So B- Buster Oni came uh, came out the other day, and I I send this to you. He said, "For the Yankees to change their fort- fortunes, they need to go after Shohei Otani." If any team could go after him and say, look, Shohei, we may not win it this year, but we're going to build a badass team around you, it's the Yankees. I mean, they have the money to do it, but they need to show some sort of urgency because a lot of changes need to happen on that team. Yeah, so um, I don't know if for this season Otani's going to be the answer, but I agree with you there. Listen, I'm a big fan that I think Otani just needs to finish out the season with Anaheim. Yeah. And just go into free agency. Because I think in this particular situation, it will be an injustice for him to get traded with already some type of pre, like, okay, we're going to sign you. Because I want to see the numbers fly here. I, I think that, that, that he deserves it. And I think that like, the sports, the world needs to see, like, this unicorn, like, what's this guy going to bring in? Like, how far are people willing to go to get this guy? You know what I'm saying? Because he's going to set the mark. I'm thinking 65. Okay. I can see that. And so I'm mixed about it because I want to see him. I, I always feel that the best player in the league should be a Yankee. I, I, I feel <laughs> that way. Mm-hmm. I've always thought Mike Trout in center field in Yankee Stadium instead of Anaheim, that would be like, uh, you know what I'm saying? But you don't always get those wishes. But I hope my wishes, I hope he ends up being a Yankee, but through free agency, not a trade. You know, but selfishly, for Anaheim, they can probably get a 
six to ten top prospect player deal yeah. for this guy, and I give up a penny. That's what that's what I was you know? I was thinking. I you mean, know, yeah. I think it, business wise, it, it you know yeah. from from a baseball team perspective, it probably makes more sense to, to try I, and listen, trade him. And and we've spoken about this. You know, I think Anaheim should unload both of them. Yeah, I agree. Because with what they can get, I'll give Mike Trout the biggest going away party he has ever had. Thank him, thank him, thank him. But um, if you let both those guys go, I think that you can rebuild your farm system. Easily. You know what I mean? But um, selfishly, I'd like to see Otani just, even if he gets traded, it'd be traded with the saying, oh, like yeah. there's no guarantees. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what Chapman did. And yep. He went back to New York. The New York got all those prospects to <laughs> Chicago. Man, they, they got Glaber. Yeah. And then they got uh Jack They were out of the playoff picture. They traded, they got a bunch of guys, and the guy came back and signed Incredible. with the Yankees. But that that I want to see free agency with him. You know, and I, I, I agree. And, and look, I would love to see him end up a Yankee. Could you imagine the rotation with Cole Rodone and Otani and Otani at the bat with Judge? You know, changes need to happen. Who's your number one there? I would still go with Cole and then Otani. That's what I then would Rodon. do. That's what I would do. Imagine Rodon as a three. How many home <laughs> runs uh, can Shohei Otani hit in Yankee Stadium? Oof. You're it's a math like guy, 60, Robert. Robert, 65? give me a math, me a math so I, 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 You read my mind. I was going to say 65, <laughs> I, I, 70. I think, I think so, yeah. What are the chances that well, that that he ends up with somewhere on the West Coast? Hey, it could happen. You know, a lot of um, being Japanese – it's it's much easier, you know, to be in LA, to be in San Francisco, be a little closer to home, be in be in Seattle. I mean, no, nobody's really talking about Seattle, but I don't know how much money they would want to spend. But a Shohei Otani, Julio Rodriguez team for the next, I don't know how many years. That's pretty exciting, and they could build a nice, you know, a nice team up there. Um, my gonna, logic says San Francisco. If any West Coast team, I don't San think Francisco's he goes to the Dodgers. Desperate. Yeah. They they struck out so many times. I just I, I just have a hard time seeing this guy in a uniform that's not a Yankee uniform. Just because of the history of the game. You know what I mean? We need to send Hideki Matsui to his house. Yeah, yeah. All of right them, now. Yeah. All of them. All of them. And then sign the other kid you from know? Japan, the one that that won the. Um, what the, are the chances? The World here Baseball that Classic. Sign him in in a couple of years. What are the chances here that uh, this guy has no emotion and just goes with the highest bidder? I don't know. I mean, I, I've never met Shohei Otani. You barely hear you know, an, an, an interview. I mean, it has to be with an interpreter anyway. But he doesn't strike me as that type of player. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I know that when he didn't sign with Anaheim for a lot of money, it's very little money, $3 million. Um, but they were also the only organization that was willing to offer him two-way player. So I think that this guy does have feeling, does have emotion, and I think that's going to go into play here. But I think that you're just going to see Max, four teams in on him. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. Mets, Yankees, Dodgers, Giants. I think there's going to be a surprise out there. Yeah, yeah I'm telling you, Se- Seattle, Seattle. You know they had Ichiro. You want me to give you a crazy scenario here? Las Vegas. Hey, 
<laughs> well, they need to make they need to make a big splash. <laughs> that, that would be a big splash. <laughs> <laughs> they have the money. And hire Jose Canseco as manager. <laughs> no, nah, but it's going to be manager. exciting to see what's going on there with this guy. You know, it's going to be exciting, man. I'm pumped up with that nonsense, man. I can't wait to see what happens, you know? So. No, absolutely. And, you know, other big trades could happen as well. You know, other teams looking for, for a big... Las, Ve Las Vegas makes a lot of sense, man. Las Vegas makes a lot of sense because Oakland moving to Vegas, I, I don't know when it's going to happen, but they... They need a face. It it could be mm. could be um, it could be uh, Otani. It could be um, Mike Trout. Big splash. Could be someone. By the way, his his uh, translator's got the best gig in the world right now. Oh right? yeah. Don't don't learn English, dude. Flies on the plane, gets the <laughs> meal money, gets the salary, interprets. Gets to hang out with Shohei Otani, bro. Unbelievable. What's he gonna make in endorsements? Another fifty. A lot of money. A lot of money. Wow. Man, we got to start uh, wrapping up because um, if not, we'll go for another two awesome hours. Show. Awesome. But Robert Caminas, thank you very much thank for you being guys for with us. Me. Thanks for having me. And, you me. know, Mr. this C, was very uh, Mr. C, man, the owner of oh, yeah. Mr. C's residences. And, if you need and math tutoring, he's your guy. Yep. All right. That's, a, that's the third sponsor. So it's Diamond Dreams, Armando, and You want to drop your number C. over there for the front? Yeah, about 250 uh, listeners, 200 listeners. Go ahead. 305 793 6090. What ages? Uh, anywhere, Any Mid math. middle school, high school, hit me up. Whatever you need, he's I'm your, your guy. guy. Yep. Learn baseball, study math. Forty-four. Simple. See ya. Happy birthday, Will Burr. Dale. <laughs>